episode 5. It's the Logan Review. This is Max DeJerk Presents, where every week I discuss film and TV, past and present, to make pop culture help you a better fit at the workplace. As much as I like variety in my breakfast, was it not a little satisfying to see Tom Cruise kick senseless the Quaker Oats guy in the legal thriller The Firm? Thank you for joining this week's edition of Max the Jerk Presents. I'm Max the Jerk, and on today's episode, we're talking Logan. It's the Logan Review. Let's commence au festival. This film, basically my view, marks the kickoff of 2017 blockbuster films. In other news, uh, I think we're going to stick with the uh, the Wilford Brimley intro uh, for this podcast. I'm, I, I, I've got a... Uh, an admiration for Tom Cruise kicking Wilford Brimley. Okay, so the film itself, uh, before I proceed, this uh, episode is just uh, strictly a review episode uh, for the film Logan, uh, which came out effective actually last Thursday. Um, This is going to be a spoiler-filled review, so if you're indifferent, then continue to listen. Otherwise, Make sure to go see the film. Uh, that's my first uh, critic uh, opinion is that, yeah, the film is definitely worth seeing. Um, so definitely go check out the film. And then, uh, yeah, hop back here and listen in. And I'll show you my thoughts on it. And then, uh, by all means, throw in your two cents as well in the comments section below. All right, so let's get to it. The film is... Uh, just taking a step back here. The film is a good. It is a good film. You can look at this in many ways. Um, it's 20th Century Fox taking a slightly different direction with superhero films, i.e. they first uh, forayed into the R-rated stuff with Deadpool, and then they decided to do Logan. So this movie actually you know, serves many purposes. One, it kind of um, ties a bow or finishes off the whole... Patrick Stewart, uh, Hugh Jackman commitment to the X-Men franchise, which is, I'll say is, 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 you know, it's overall, it's very entertaining. Those two characters, they, they were really the main drivers uh, for that whole story arc and that film franchise. This movie, you know, as we kind of heard, is their swan song, both to the characters and I guess, um, you know, even for themselves to a certain extent. When it comes to acting, big roles, iconic roles uh, for their careers. So the movie is definitely a, a grounded film. So you're hearing that word if you do read any other reviews. And by what they mean is it's not all fantastic looking. I think if you compare it to... You're not seeing like robots or technically... You're not seeing robots flying all over the place or mutants flying around and stuff. It's pretty. It's it's very brawler like, uh, the film. Um, not city gritty like, but the the settings are. You got like this Mexican desert type area. You got uh, what it's supposed to be basically. I think like South Dakota mountainous forest region, uh, and there's like some scenes outside of a hotel and uh, outside of a, mot- a motel as well. And there's a farm field. Uh, a farmer's cornfield and a, the farmer's house. So I've just basically summarized 
all the different sets used. So there's nothing fantastic about these sets. And it's all pretty straightforward and, and earth tones, practical effects kind of stuff. Um, the, the main CGI would have to be obviously the claws, um, any kind of the mutant powers, which we don't see a lot of. Uh, you don't see a ton of mutant powers. And even the ones that you do see, they're not that impressive. They're exactly nothing really um, big scale that um, would really warrant a, a super big, like 3D you don't need it for this movie, for sure. Uh, the film I watched was in the Ultra AVX. You don't even have to see it in Ultra AVX. In that sense, yeah, there's that argument. That it's grounded. It's more story-driven. Um, yeah, and then I'd say for sure it does that. It's definitely a violent film. So they take that R rating and they go with it. One of the, the storylines um, or story details is that, okay, it's apparently it's like 2029 is the year. Virtually all mutants are dead. And it's basically just uh, Logan, Professor X, and uh, there's um, the tracker. I, I can't recall the specific uh, name of the character, but he's portrayed by this uh, comedian, uh, comedian actor who he's not comedic at all in the role. Uh, it's actually a very good performance. So uh, I, I can't recall the, the gentleman's name, but he's uh, he's famous for being starring in uh, Hello Ladies, the HBO show, and he's also he's in like Hall Pass. He's in several films, so you'll recognize him. He's he's very tall, uh, British actor uh, or Irish, and uh, he plays uh, this tracker. Uh, and really, there's um, that's pretty much it. And then of course you see. Um, the, the girl, who basically is X-23, this, who turns out to be basically this genetically related individual, i.e. like the daughter of uh, Logan. But outside of that, it's all just hu- humans. Uh, and and you, you get this impression, at least, that hu- humanity has reclaimed uh, superiority. Um, so mutants are no longer a threat. Of, um, you, you don't get that impression. Uh, that the mutant threat, I guess, is gone. Professor X may have actually been a contributor to that negatively. He's also much older, as depicted in these trailers, and he is suffering medically, like uh, Alzheimer's, uh, to the point where he's um, basically being kept hidden or um, or quarantined, if you will, uh, by Logan um, until Logan uh, can save up enough money to buy a boat and just go live out his days with Professor X out in the ocean where Professor X, uh, next time he has some mental uh, breakdown, uh, that he no one will get harmed. So that's kind of the backstory that they hint that um, he had some uh, mental breakdown, I guess his deterioration in the brain, medical breakdown, led to him killing many people and, and particularly mutants. Uh, so his mind is very powerful and basically is a weapon of mass destruction. And to keep it at bay, Logan's been, he's working, he's buying these drugs, like um, any kind of medication to keep uh, uh, Professor X's brain under control or his mind under control. So the, the, the film, uh, the film's violence factor is, um, so I've kind of po- pointed out here, there's no more mutants, very few mutants. So it's really just, him battling aliens or battling uh, the Reapers, um, who are basically this this group of um, military types uh, that are chasing after uh, the girl, X-23. 
So when you have Wolverine who's got adamantium claws and he's, you know, if he, if it's like if you get in a knife fight with a fist, you get in a fist fight with someone with a knife, chances are you're going to get sliced up. And so that's what it basically depict what that's really like. And so he literally is slicing off people's limbs, cuts their heads off, rams uh, his fists with the, the, the adamantium claws. And all, so you get all like these kill shots. So it's a pretty graphic film. Uh, X-23... So it's quickly learned that she has adamantium framing and has these claws, both feet and uh, in fists. So she also does a lot of uh, brutal attacks and it's shown in full depiction. There's coarse language. Uh, Even Professor X uh, is swearing in the movie. Yeah, it's it's a very gritty uh, graphic novel-esque type film. Wolverine has always been depicted as being a little bit of, uh, of gr- grisly and stuff. So this film does a good job at, at that. And out of all the Wolverine films, this is probably the best attempt at portraying a Wolverine at a certain stage of his life. With respect to uh, the X-Men films, you know, ignoring the first class all that, and all that cast, um, just focusing on the, really the X-Men films where Professor X is portrayed by uh, Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, those being the two main characters that those movies continue to focus on or be stars of. Um, so here's the spoiler is that it's actually a pretty sad ending. Uh, I, you know, I think the Days of Future Past, it, it hints that mutants, they're under threat and the world cannot ex- coexist. Uh, humans cannot coexist with mutants. Arguably, there's not enough simp- uh, mutant sympathizers, so mutants are under threat. Um, the, Lo- the the Logan film really just put to that it's got to the point where yeah people are they don't care about mutants <laughs> the way they end the, the, these characters storylines it's kind of sad actually it's, uh, it's not a happy ending in any way in terms of the filming and the storyline or <clears throat> the direction it's kind of cliched I think you can you can watch it and it's still pretty predictable it establishes itself eventually when this girl, uh, X-23, she is basically picked up by Wolverine or Logan. And then when teamed up with uh, Professor X, it becomes a chase film. So nothing new there. And, you know, just get little bits of here, there, storytelling. A little bit of revelations. And you kind of just see some relationship building. Professor X dies like halfway through the film. That, that death actually, it's a little telegraphed in some ways. There's, there's a hint earlier in the movie when they're talking about X-23 that there's also an X-24. And as the movie progresses, you, you quickly learn that X, and are introduced to X-24 and you realize just as the storytelling goes, X-24 is who the, who the big baddie is going to be. Uh, or the, where you're going to see the showdown between Logan um, is and whatever uh, antagonistic uh, force that it becomes a little telegraphed in that respect it becomes telegraphed in that um, Patrick Stewart or rather uh, Professor X is going to get killed um, pretty soon now I was a little surprised when they did kill him like how he died but I wasn't surprised that okay there it's, it's getting to the point where yeah he's I think they're 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 fork they're foreshadowing that this is it they, they do that typical the writers they do this typical where you have the character saying something nice or saying jesus is 
this is one of the greatest moments uh, I've ever had. And then, boom, gets killed. Yeah, I, I kind of uh, get get annoyed by that uh, filming technique or that writing technique. There is the film Serenity, starring Nathan Fillion and uh, Alan Tudyk. And the Alan Tudyk character, he gets killed um, in that film. And when he gets killed, I wasn't expecting that. It was actually, you know, he, he does something heroic. And then they killed him off, um, and that's that. That was actually like, oh my gosh, they just killed that character. You know, he was, you, you think because he's part of the main crew, he's a fun, lovable character, but they uh, and they killed him off. So um, there was nothing hinting that in prior scenes. Like usually, you'll, one of the characters they'll say a line that you know, kind of kind of puts him in a position where you're thinking, okay, that was. They say that they're too uh, complacent, um, given the dire situation. But there was nothing in the um, in that scene in Serenity to imply that. And they just—he he was a hero. He he saved the day, and then was killed. So for this uh, Professor X scene, like I said, it's a little telegraphed, and this is why I'm going to go into a bit of negativity here uh, on my review. A lot of the uh, critics, when we can go Rotten Tomatoes, they're giving the film some pretty high praise. Uh, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, it's a good film, but um, I don't think it's as good. You know, All in all, I, I'm, I'll repeat myself at the end here, but I give it like an 8. An 8 out of 10. The movie, yes, the, the, these two characters, they, they get killed off. There's the, um, you know, this uh, relationship building between X-23 and Logan. Um, so once again, if you've seen the trailers, you get these implications or you get the idea that, okay, there's some kind of relationship, there's father-daughter relationship going on and the movie kind of develops it. I wasn't overly convinced and even the way the movie ends, it's like, I don't know, it seems kind of forced. Like I didn't buy it. Like I think this movie is two hours and 18 minutes long and I still just didn't get that that relationship had built to that stage definitely there's some bonding for sure but not it just i, I didn't buy it as much as um, the movie wants you to uh recognize it the film's ending is ambiguous kills off your these two characters that's how their story ends they they literally both end up buried in a forest um it's kind of like it is actually a sad story this movie um yes they save the day x-23 she escapes and she's part of like this group of mutants uh, experimental mutants and they're trying they escape their captors and they're trying to get to south dakota to this eden and the movie you know it messes with you and and trying to confirm whether or not it's real like this safe haven is real uh, there's the uh, in the film I Am Legend. You've got the 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 mother and I think it's a son, and they need help to get to this safe haven, supposed safe haven. Um, so it's it's kind of like a similar idea there. Except in, in I Am Legend, it does actually exist. But this movie, you know, it just it ends with she's she's safe. Um, Logan basically risked his life um, to get her to her comrades who are on this hiking um, trail mission 
to get to this uh, South Dakota or North Dakota location where this, uh, I think it's actually they're trying to get across to the Canadian border to safety where this Eden is located. And um, you just see them going off into the trails. So will they actually find the place? Does the place even exist? I won't do a full spoiler here, but there's hints that it may or may not exist. The movie's a bit of a downer. Uh, There is no middle credit. There is no end credit. Be prepared. Just, you know, you're probably not going to feel... There's a sense of melancholy. Like, yeah, it's a cool film. Graphic, violent. You get to see some serious um, blades cutting uh, flesh and stuff. But the, the, the characters that you've watched for the last, what, 15 plus years, they die and they die in kind of a sad state. The movie is... You know, being a chase film, if you will, it's got a good pace. There were a couple instances where it was slow. As I stated, it's a two-hour, eighteen film, two-hour, eighteen-minute film. It was the movie was kind of dragging on to the point where it's like, uh, is this movie okay? Where are we? Is this movie over yet? Um, are we going to finally get to the final big battle? Because you, you already know uh, as as the movie progresses, like how it's going to play out. To um, as stated, there's going to be a showdown between X24 and the actual Logan uh, character. So there there's a scene where I just felt, oh, this is slow. Uh, can we pick up the pace? Uh, and I actually, uh, as of time of podcasting um, in China, Logan got released, and it's 14 minutes shorter. They had a they cut 14 minutes from that um, theatrical release. So uh, I, I don't I don't think I'm um, just making stuff up. I think, yes, he, that film probably could do without some scenes. The last part of the movie, or, or the last thing I'll say about the film, is that and this is probably not just isolated to this movie. This is probably just a continuation of uh, a trend that I noticed here, and that's Movie trailers are now, um, they're there to sell the movie, to get you in the seats, of course. Uh, but in terms of like what they're advertising, it's not one-to-one to what you eventually see on the screen. And in one of my earlier podcasts, uh, when uh, commenting regarding uh, the second trailer, so not the Johnny Cash trailer, but the second trailer for Logan, where... They re- they regurgitated, they recycled scenes, which was uh, all right. They didn't show too much movie or more too much more movie. However, you started to learn the proper context of lines and scenes in the film, and so now having actually seen the film, um, yeah, it's some of the things they did, like the the funeral scene, had nothing to do with mutants, and but of course in the Johnny Cash trailer, it seems to imply that. I, Everyone's thinking, whose who, who's funeral is he attending? Whose mutant funeral, right? Because they literally played the uh, Patrick Stewart saying, or, or uh, Hugh Jackman saying, they're all gone, or and stuff like that. Um, and it, those line, that line dubbed over that scene were completely separate. They had nothing to do with it. So um, I kind of, uh, you know, not, 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 nothing against the movie, but that kind of annoyed me. And this actually does partly why... I kind of give the movies uh, not say a ten out of ten or a nine out of ten. It's, it's, it's things like that. It's you get the impression that they're going to do stuff, but a certain way, and they kind of mislead you. It doesn't take away too much from the story, but um, like I, 
I'm going to see the film regardless because I'm a fan of the genre. But um, when you're telling a slightly different story than what you're advertising, then yeah, I have to uh, dock you a point there. The uh, other part that kind of annoyed me, uh, now this is actually related to the story, it's that it is a chase film. The, the villains are, are the Reapers, uh, basically, and they're actually just basically soldiers of fortune or, or mercs. Basically, the, the soldiers under hire, and are they're under hire by uh, the the big boss, and the big boss is just a this um, scientist who's trying to create mutants. Um, X twenty three being one of those, along with uh, X twenty four. He's not really like he's not a threatening individual. He just you never get that idea, and his the bigger threats are actually his creations. The Reapers, who, he's, who are his henchmen, to go and retrieve these escaped uh, mutants uh, experiments, uh, which include, inc- including, like, uh, of course, X twenty three, the, the supposed daughter of Logan, and the other um, youth. There's, he's she's a part of this whole group of uh, youngsters, uh, young mutants that um, e- escape from the lab. And that'll actually—I'll touch on that because that's actually my third critique about the film. But where are all the police? Like we have—they've established that the setting is there's mutants are no longer a threat. Um, it's a human-dominated world. So when all this violence is happening, like where are the police in all of this? Second part is the the Reapers, who are I guess they have all like these uh, amputee limbs, and I guess they were victims of Wolverine or something like that. So they eventually had their cut off limbs replaced with mechanical um, uh, replacements of parts, hands, and so forth. But they're trying to capture X-23, this girl with Wolverine-like abilities and uh, attributes, adamantium claws and feet, and... They're trying to capture her with just the use of a gu- of guns. Um, they don't have like any kind of advanced technology, like uh, nets, like su- super force field nets or anything. They don't. They're not using uh, dart guns or tranquilizers, um, stun guns or anything like that. So Im- imagine like the Jurassic Park scene, the very opening of Jurassic Park. They are taking great care, tons of due diligence to get that raptor out of the cage, and because then. And, and you see the deadliness of that raptor once it you get, get the cage kind of comes loose a bit. With in this film, the, these guys, you know, yes, they have guns, but they're there to try to capture them and these people, and in particular X twenty three, and they're just they're just trying to capture them with their arms and you know, grab her and pin her and stuff, and then eventually put some handcuffs. But when you throw uh, like Logan into the mix, uh, also an individual who's earlier in the film has demonstrated he's quite capable of cutting your head off cutting off limbs he has those what those adamantium claws i just don't understand their tactics their military tactics it just once again it's flesh against adamantium um like surely if you if you got the scientist who's creating all these mutants and stuff like that they have tranquilizer guns somewhere um just shoot them from a distance take them out and then you can cage them and that's that's the thing. The movie stretches out. This big chase was the chase even required? I don't know. They even employed the services of the the third mutant, uh, the tracker uh, Callahan. They they captured that guy Callahan, 
and then um, used him to help track the uh, Wolverine X-23. So they started to get the right idea, um, but then they were still using the wrong weaponry. And that's that uh, I just I couldn't look past that. It's like, why would you keep trying to attack it? And what kind of employee benefits would, a, would, would entice someone to actually like the probability of death is very high. Um, so I, I just I don't get it. That, that part I, I couldn't follow. Third criticism, and you know, it's not the biggest, but uh, I, I kind of like I there's the film The Visit by M Night Shyamalan, and that's that's kind of like the movie that kind of turned the tide, and then came out Split, which is a very good movie. Uh, but if you've seen The Visit, it's done entirely through a recording mechanism. Not, not I wouldn't call it a found footage uh, approach, but it got annoying when I was watching The Visit that she's always recording the character, the girl. She's always recording everything. So in Logan, um, much of the um, exposition or the, the background of, of X-23 and the characters that are being chased, it's done by this nurse who helps helps the escape of X-23. But she's it's all through her uh, her iPhone or something. That she's capturing all this footage while she's working in this uh, high, top secret lab laboratory, and I just found it it got carried away with how much she was actually able to uh, record with her phone camera because it sounds like at some point someone from security is going to say uh, they're going to see that she's got her camera or her phone walking around with her phone r recording. Um, that 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 I thought was. Uh, went a little bit too far as well. Some of it made sense because like there's scenes where she's recording birthday cake or the, the, it's the birthday uh, for the, um, the mutant experiments and they're celebrating a birthday or she's, she's locked herself up in a, in a janitor's closet and she's talking into the phone uh, doing like a selfie recording explaining all the travesty that's occurring. Okay, that's all believable but then it gets to where she's kind of like filming the labs and the experiments and it's getting... Like, how is it not confiscated, uh, this phone? Um, you know, she didn't upload the videos to the cloud or the internet. Like, what was preventing her from sharing this with the rest of the world? And that was the last of my uh, critiques. So, good movie. 8 out of 10. Recommend you see it. And, you know, definitely tell me what are your thoughts. Did you also feel, yeah, kind of a sad ending? Um, like a... It's a good movie, but it definitely was no happy ending. Um, probably not the ideal way you want to see your characters go. Was it the fitting way for those characters to end? Um, did you interpret the X-Men films as leading that direction, uh, potentially? Uh, they, they, they're they saying, uh, some reviews uh, are saying, you know, in some ways this can act as a standalone film. You can ignore the the Wolverine films, although there is a a, a reference to one of the previous um, Wolverine films in in the beginning. Um, but I'd say you definitely have to watch the X Men films. Once again, I'm mixed overall on how it ended, um, and you know the choice they made. It's it is what it is at this point. Those guys, those two actors, they they're done. They they did a good job. And, um, you know, I'm sure they're satisfied with the characters and the story. And uh, I don't think they would have done the films if they weren't happy with that story. So 
And that's that. Uh, probably the end of Wolverine as a whole. Well, that is the show for this week. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, I invite you to chime in and share your thoughts on this episode. Once again, this was a this was a spoiler review of Logan, and uh, this movie is the kickoff of 2017 blockbuster film. So it's going to be uh, on a weekly basis here. We're going to do some serious hardcore reviewing of uh, g- good film. Make sure to leave your comments uh, in the uh, the sections below. Questions are always welcome as well for this podcast. And, of course, you can find this podcast at soundcloud.com backslash Max to Jerk Presents. Other than that, uh, thank you again. And remember, uh, as my film studies professor liked to say, give it a chance. Give it a chance.